and gentlemen, welcome to the Bold Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Bold Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, and alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what a week 10. What a week 10, Alan. Um, we were live in person, still recovering. Uh, it's a great week. It's a great week. It sure was, yeah. Last week we flew to Miami to see the Dolphins host the Ravens up to New York for the weekend of uh, drinking and uh, walking around and uh, also caught the Bills hammer the Jets. Yeah, um, very uh, impressive show uh, by the Bills. Uh, Great second half uh, down in Miami. Uh, Very enjoyable weekend overall. Indeed, indeed, we'll get into all that, as well as lots of other talk about across the NFL. So let's hit the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. Alrighty, yeah, another big week end of NFL action. Started Thursday night in the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. The Dolphins upsetting the Ravens 22-10. to 10. Uh, As you said, myself, yourself, and Aina Costello, of course, in person, in the Hard Rock. Some stadium. Yeah, some stadium. Uh, real uh, nice facilities, uh, huge outside areas, shops everywhere, bars everywhere, restaurants everywhere. Uh, plenty of space sitting down, all that kind of stuff. Atmosphere was fantastic inside the match. Uh, lots of Ravens fans there made it a, a peachy one. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, a poor first half turned into a really good second half. And as you said, uh, the atmosphere was uh, was absolutely electric on, on, on third downs on both sides and, uh, and, and much different to what we've experienced uh, in London, which seems a little more friendly. Yeah, yeah, totally different. Uh, real uh, real uh, team-supporting fans there, whereas... London, you kind of get a mixed match of everyone. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, an exciting second half. Uh, Tua came out and got the job done. He did indeed. He did indeed. And, uh, and I, uh, when I say friendly in London, it wasn't unfriendly in uh, in Miami. Only uh, a bit hostile when, uh, as I said, mostly at third downs. But the fans seemed to get on really great outside of that. Yeah, the camaraderie you see with NFL fans is uh, a different class, especially in comparison to sports like soccer. Uh, you just don't get it anywhere else, and it's a great time. Everyone's there to have fun. Indeed. Sunday, we moved on to the MetLife Stadium, and we saw the Jets host the Bills. We were hoping for a big game from Mike White, but, ooh, he had a stinker. Josh Allen lit it up 45-17, to 17, most points that uh, the Bills have dumped on the New York Jets since 1979. Yeah, as you said, Mike White came out, had a stinker, four picks. Uh, couldn't get a, the offense going at all, really. A um, couple of okay drives, but uh, no, never really uh, never really got going at all. Uh, the Bills and Josh Allen were awesome. Put on a clinic, really. Um, it was only uh, when Joe Flacco came out for the Jets, they had a passing touchdown. But Yeah, a bit disappointing in the Jets, but uh, the Bills were awesome to watch, to be fair, and uh, really put a hurting on, uh, on New York. Indeed. Speaking of hurting, the Washington football team caused an upset, beating the champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home by 29 
to 19. Poor showing from the box. Elsewhere, the Cowboys obliterate the Falcons 43-3. Their largest margin of victory since week 8 of the year 2000. The Cowboys rolling 7-2. Elsewhere, the Titans won their 6th straight and stay top the AFC 8-2, defeating the Saints 23-21. Couple of big results there on and a big upset. Yeah, a uh, big upset there with Washington. Um, nice to see the Bucks get humbled a small bit, maybe. Um, they'll come back bigger and better than ever. They won't be uh, won't hurt their season too much. Uh, another big win for the Titans. They're going to keep rolling, uh, even without um, Derrick Henry and uh, Julio Jones. They uh, seem uh, pretty unstoppable at the minute. Some big wins for them over the last couple of weeks. And Dallas yeah, looks to be yeah. back there. Uh, their offense is uh, firing uh, at all levels again. They can uh, run, pass, they can beat you everywhere. Uh, great. Indeed, indeed. Less of an upset was the Colts defeating the Jaguars by 23-17 to to get to 5-5. Five and five. Jags now 2-7, and seven, looked dead and buried once more. Uh, then we had the Steelers play the Lions at home and draw 16-all after overtime. Detroit now fewer than 20 points in eight straight games. Longest streak since 1988 in the league. Poor, poor showing, but the Steelers, terrible stuff. Yeah, well, this is Steelers all over. I mean, they are notoriously, the last couple of years, have they played to the level of their opponent. And here we see a, a bad performance against a bad Lions team. Um, Lions fans will be happy to hear they won't go 0-17. But... Um, don't get the W either. Uh, pretty poor no. game all around. No, they still could go the O, if not the 17. Elsewhere, the New England Patriots hammer the Cleveland Browns. A very giddy Ana Costello sitting in MetLife. Watch this unfold uh, as as the game passed by. 45-7. to Mac Jones, first rookie in New England history. With three plus passing touchdowns and zero interceptions in the game, he outdoes the goat. Yeah, um, had a little smile on my fe- my my face even at, at this result. Uh, he hit the Browns, and uh, likes to see them getting a good scalping. Uh, Mac Jones looks uh, he looks to be the business at the minute. Uh, he's definitely steady and uh, can keep them uh, right there in the playoff hunt. Indeed, quietly. Also steady and lighting it up is Kirk Cousins. Minnesota Vikings win on the road at the LA Chargers 27-20. Kirk now five, uh, sorry, 12 passing touchdowns and zero interceptions in five road games this season. It's impressive stuff. Yeah, Cousins is, uh, you know, he's made a career out of being steady. Uh, he doesn't, uh, he's not a huge uh, playmaker, but he doesn't re- tend to lose you too many games. Uh, He's a real steady guy, and that's why they uh, paid him the money he did. Uh, big win for the Vikings there as they try and keep their playoff hopes alive. Now 4-5. and five. Indeed. Uh, as far as I know, every NFC team except for the Detroit Lions are in the hunt for a playoff spot. That would include the Vikings. Would also include the Panthers. The return of Cam Newton. Destroy the Arizona Cardinals. 34 to 10. Cardinals couldn't get it done this week without uh, without uh, 
Murray and uh, Hopkins. Yeah, uh, a beleaguered uh, Cardinals team here, but still uh, uh, definitely an upset and a huge victory for the Panthers. Um, all the hype around Booty Scoot and Cam Newton coming back uh, was uh, overlived, I think, and they'll come back down to earth this week. <laughs> I'm sure they will. Uh, another upset was the Eagles on the road hammering the Broncos 30 to 13. That's a surprising result. Yeah, a little bit of a surprise there. Um, the Eagles are uh, up and down. Um, they are a bit all over the place. But uh, the Broncos aren't as uh, good as their uh, record might uh, uh, show. Might have you believe. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Probably less of a surprise with the return of Aaron Rodgers and the return of Russell Wilson Sunday night. But the Packers winning at 17-0 to zero in frigid conditions up in Green Bay. But uh, Seahawks really not uh, not doing themselves any favours in that game. No, bad. Uh, it was a bad game all around, to be fair. Uh, it was 3-0 uh, going into the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, no one did themselves any favours here. Uh, the Packers weren't great themselves, but uh, definitely getting it done over the Seahawks. Russ looked like he may have rushed back too early and he kind of showed his passing wasn't there. He threw some terrible interceptions. He did indeed. Speaking of returns, Patrick Mahomes returns to form. Walks into the city of sin. Destroys the Raiders. 41-14, 406 passing yards, 5 touchdowns, 0 interceptions. A clinic. Yeah. Puts a hurting on uh, on the Raiders here. Mahomes, uh, like to say he's back, but look, he's never been gone. Uh, you know, just a stumbling block, and puts them right in the mix again. If they can get it going here, they'll be hard to beat by anyone. No one's going to want to see this team in the playoffs, especially indeed, in the earlier rounds. Indeed, two weeks ago they're bottom of the division. This weekend they're top of the division. Uh, you know, the rest of the teams had their chance. Yeah. Looks like they've blown it. Too late. <laughs> That's it. And then finally, another upset. Monday night, my San Francisco 49ers absolutely dominate the LA Rams. Destroying them 31-10. Jimmy G is 5-0 against the Rams in his career. Awesome stuff. Yeah. uh, Ground and pound. Pretty pretty big upset to be fair. Um... But look, keeps the Niners right in the mix now. Uh, if they can get a bit of a roll going, they're going to be knocking on that door, uh, that seventh spot for the playoffs. Um, yeah. It's going to be tightly contested, but any team gets in a roll now, um, they could lock one up. They could, they could. And I think the 49ers uh, have an easier schedule than others. So if they can put those wins together, get those guys back in the field, as we saw George Kittle return uh, with some big plays and... Uh, yeah, no reason why they can't be in the mix. Yeah, we're, that was the first night I felt we saw the Niners we expected to see from uh, preseason. Indeed, indeed. Elsewhere, there were some injuries, not a lot this week. Uh, Fantasy-related, certainly. A um, couple of quarterbacks kick it off. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff went down. Um, he's not practicing all this week. Uh, Tim Boyle taking uh, first-team snaps for the Lions. Is it an upgrade? Is it a downgrade? Who knows? Have we another Mike White scenario on the horizon? Uh, only time will tell, but it looks like Goff will be out this week at least. 
Uh, Baker Mayfield picked up another injury, this time a knee contusion. He was not practicing this week either. Picked up some snaps on Thursday's practice, but uh, he uh, look, will look probably go at the weekend, but, um, you know, something to keep an eye on. Uh, elsewhere, running back injuries pound up for uh, the Packers with Aaron Jones. Uh, he looks like he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. Cordero Patterson for the Falcons. He's a no-go this weekend. Uh, and Eli Mitchell for the 49ers picked up a finger injury and was reportedly wearing a non-contact jersey in training. Yeah, I think he had some uh, some quick surgery on uh, on Tuesday, and uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, it looks scheduled. All right. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Okay, that leads us right into Week 10's fantasy football rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Well, week 10 in Fantasyland was a week of two halves. We had three teams that broke 150 points, while an unprecedented three teams failed to reach 100 points. With that said, only one game was close, as all others were fairly one-sided. Game of the week! Saw a low-scoring shootout between the 5-4 and four mediocre football team and the 3-6 and six walking dead. The only 20-point performance of this game came from the Dolphins' defense on Thursday night. So far, so good for the walking dead. Sunday, though, was tougher watching. Hertz and Elliott almost hit 20. Pittman, Raymond and Boswell hit double digits. But the combination of Williams, Lockett, Schultz, Peoples-Jones and QB rookie Trevor Lawrence would all chip in for just 24.98 points. The window firmly opened for the mediocre football team, but they made tough work of it. Double digits arrived from Herbert, Eckler, Judy, Kirk, Waddle, and Henry, topped off by a team-leading 19.92 points from Big Mac himself. But 21.6 points would come from the combination of Drake, Metcalf, McManus and the Cardinals D. But despite that it was enough to squeak a razor thin 2.26 point victory. Mediocre football team keep one foot in the playoffs. Ending week 10, 6 and 4. Walking Dead see their playoffs hopes all but snuffed out. Now sitting 3 and seven. Yeah, uh, pretty uh, pretty average scoring across the board here for for Adam. Um, he was balanced enough, but look, a lot of key guys letting both guys down this week. Um, you know, a low scoring from the likes of uh, Metcalf, Lockett, um, high flying from last week. Peoples Jones getting nothing done, and uh, Javante Williams in particular uh, really got uh, didn't get going at all. And, you know, a tale of two halves here for Keane. Um, kind of had a couple of big scoring guys and then a lot of low scoring guys. Just not enough to get it done. Um, this was definitely the two fat guys punching in the middle of the ring match. <laughs> <laughs> indeed it was. Indeed it was. Well, the beatdown of the week for the second week running 
my unnecessary roughness suffered that fate. This time handed out by the high-flying That's So Ravens. That's So Ravens saw CMC roar back to form with 26 plus points. This is added to by 20 plus point night from Johnson, 18 plus from Andrews. And despite Moore, Jacobs, kicker and defense not setting the world alight, they were neck and neck with all necessary roughness before heading to Monday night's matchup. That is because unnecessary roughness had putrid performances across the board. While Josh Allen hit 20 plus and Najee and Lamar would produce high double digit outputs, the rest was tough watching. Moss, Cooper and Waller failed to hit 10. Sutton and Gay failed to hit 5. AJ Green produced 1.4. Russell Gage, you would think top it off with a goose egg, but no. The Browns' humiliation in Foxborough led their defense to a minus 2 point score. Woof. As I said, it was close into Monday. It was still all over nonetheless. That's how Ravens had Stafford, Mitchell, Cup, and Jimmy G combined for a whopping 59.7 points and eased them to the beatdown of the week. Now confirmed a playoff place, that's how Ravens sit top of the league, 8 and 2. Unnecessary roughness on the edge, but on the outside looking in at 5 and 5. Yeah, you got smashed here, Al. Uh, there's no two ways about it. Lots of, lots of bad scoring on your side and uh, some real nice scoring on uh, Stephen's side, to be fair. He's going to love seeing McCaffrey back in business. Uh, 26.1 points without scoring a touchdown. <laughs> this is pretty just, much just, a joke. Just what a, just what a team who's 8-2 needs. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey to come back in. 95 <laughs> yards on the ground, 66 through the air, 10 receptions. I mean, they're, that's, they're joke numbers. Like, if he starts yeah. getting in the end zone... Uh, as long as booty scooting doesn't start siphoning all his goal line touches, uh, uh, McCaffrey's going to be uh, racking up the points as we're used to seeing. And, he appears. Uh, he appears. He doesn't need any touchdowns. He's he's so efficient. <laughs> yeah, it does appear that way. But uh, you know, we get down to the dog days. He might need that. Uh, Stephen might need him to get in the end zone a couple of times. And uh, big game as well again from uh, Dearness Johnson. The one bright spot from that uh, Cleveland. New England game, the one bright spot yeah. on that Cleveland team. But again, uh, all receptions and uh, not getting in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, and just, just, just pouring my end, you know, just one of those weeks, well, two of those weeks now in a row. Yeah, it's pretty uh, weak sauce and not an ideal time for you either. No, no. Oh, look, four weeks to go. I'm feeling good, feeling good. I'm in the playoff mix. Let's do it. Well, game three was a close enough one as the three and six injured reserve took on the four and five Greensdale human beings. This one was a high scoring affair as both teams came to play. It was the good and the bad for the injured reserve. Taylor, Brown, Rieger, Goddard, Watkins and Wilson would all fail to hit double figures. And in fact, would only combine for a total of 28.94 points. Agnew would almost beat this on his own with 27. Williams and Mahomes would each eclipse it with 29.4 and 
and 36.24 points respectively. And so, more consistency from Greensdales would produce a win. And produce it they did. Only Patterson and the Bucks D would fail to hit double figures. Tannehill and Carr would be close to 20, while Smith and Ingram would eclipse it. All other spots would hit high double digits, and it would be a week's top score of 154.26, and a victory by less than 5 points. Greensdale's human beings clinging on to the final playoff spot at 5-5. Five and five. Injured reserve looking toilet bowl battle bound at 3-7. and seven. Ain't a bit unlucky here, Owen. Yeah, well, I like to think this is the jinx game as he jinxed himself. Um, uh, pre, uh, <laughs> pre group chat discussions, um, thinking he might rob it, jinxed himself. Rubbish. <laughs> yes, he put the text. He put the text in the group, and that just jinxed him. That that just yeah. That just deserve deserve the L when you do that kind of thing. <laughs> it just it's not gonna happen for you. Has he learned nothing from Ben? Yeah, exactly. That was the thing. Come on, come on, amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this was uh, the highest score matchup we had this week, and uh, it was uh, a close one in the end. Um, and it was a bit unlucky. Uh, kind of let down by uh, some key guys, especially likes of Russell Wilson coming back. He would have been excited for that, but. Uh, Pretty meager game from him, as we spoke about earlier, throwing uh, some bad interceptions. Uh, AJ Brown, big names letting Andy down this week, uh, not getting the W, and could really have just put them to the final nail in the in the playoff co- uh, coffin for Anna. Indeed. Well, game four saw another beatdown as the high-flying five and four Dalton and the Chipmunks took on a three and six kicking the squibs. Off the back of a four-game win streak, Dalvin and the Chipmunks came steaming in for number five. Diggs offered a massive 30-plus points. Prescott and Cook hit 20-plus. And Connor, Carter and the 49ers D reached the teens. Despite a goose egg from Hawkinson, they were sitting pretty at 147-plus points. After stopping the six-game rot last week, a kick in the squibs went back to form, but for the first time this season, failing to hit 100 points. Gibson hit 21.8, Allen hit 17.8, and Singletary eked to 10.9. Those were the highlights. Crowder, OBJ, Beasley, and the Vikings D all had 5 points or less. The pain topped off with a swing and a miss. Of starting Cardinals backup QB Colt McCoy. A putrid effort saw him notch up just 0.18 points. Woof. Dalvin and the Chipmunks now on a five game march. Sitting in the playoffs in 6 and 4 after an awful start. Making big moves this week. Signing Saquon Barkley. Loading up for that playoff run. A kick in the squibs. One spot off the bottom. And a mile from the playoffs. Three and seven. It's garbage. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, look, we're back to normal. 
uh, picking up the good old L. Uh, yeah, nice win from Quinny. Look, I got let down left, right and centre here. Picked up more injuries. Uh, you laugh at me starting Colt McCoy. Only QB on my roster I could have started was Colt McCoy. Um, it's, bad times. it's bad times. It's bad times. Um, yeah, there's no excuses. My team didn't... My good guys didn't perform and my bad guys were bad or trash like so uh i was optimistic pre-season it hasn't panned out hasn't yep, panned out. indeed a uh, nice scoring indeed. again from quinny he's on a roll as uh, as you alluded to and he's gonna be hard to take down now with uh, saquon coming back fresh into his lineup could be a scary team for anyone to take on indeed indeed well, game five was another one-sided affair. Kenneth Killers dismantled QB anti-vax. The Killers had solid scoring across the board, save for just the Muth, Patrick and Koo. Taylor and Jefferson both saw 20-plus, while Brady, Swift, Edwards and a returning Kittle all hit the high teens. A total score of 151.7, was way too much for QB anti-vax. Deontay Harris top scored a 20.4. After that, only Fournette, McLaurin, Fant, Bullock and Cousins would hit double digits. As the combination of Wentz, Benjamin, Brown, Hilton and the Ravens D would combine for 32 points between them. They would need another 32 points to pip the killers to the victory. Kenneth Killers end week 10, 6-4, and four, and with one foot in the playoffs and a tie for top of their division. QB Antivax evens at 5-5 five and five, and on the wrong side of the playoff picture. Yeah, another good week from Kieran here. Um, actually has a tight little team there for himself and, you know, he's going to be a difficult matchup for, for anyone. Um got some uh, some real high flying guys there we're saying with our own teams as well um some big names letting us down and uh ben was affected by that as well um some of uh, his more high flying guys really letting him down this week and uh affected his total numbers uh big win for for kieran here um, definitely going to have uh, playoff implications as the season goes on indeed indeed well finally game six was another one-sided tie between I got this I really do and I might have to trade. It was tough watching for I might have to trade as they also failed to hit 100 points. Also for the first time this season. Hill for 26.5, Evans for 14.2 and the Bills D for 13 were the only highlights in this one for them. In fact, these three players alone would account for almost 60% of their total score. All other positions failed to hit double figures. This included Baker and Tucker failing to reach 5 points each, Lazard getting a measly 1.6, and a goose egg from Gesicki. Woof. A rough weekend all round. I Got This had another massive week from Debo Samuel as he clocked up 30.3 points. While no other player got to 20, there were plenty in double figures, including Rodgers, Jones, Renfro, Kelsey, Thielen and Godwin. And thus, a 44.5 point easy win 
I got this, I really do. Assured of a playoff berth at a league tying best 8 and 2. I might have to take a long, hard look at myself through the long off season, sitting at a worst 2 and 8. Yeah, um, another solid week from uh, Ross here. Um, his biggest concern coming out of this week, he's got the playoff spot pretty much wrapped up now, but uh, losing Aaron Jones is going to give him some uh, some running back woes over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, not much depth in terms of running backs, but uh, uh, he'll be happy to be in the playoffs. Hopefully he can get Aaron Jones back for uh, a playoff run. Uh, Parik, you know, what can we say? It's... It's been a meager season. Uh, there's been a lot of dark days. Uh, here's another one. Um, pretty poor week. Pretty poor week. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. At the end of week 10, let's have a look at our standings. The below average Joe's division. That's the juggernaut. That's so Ravens. Two games clear at 8-2. and two. Followed now by Dalvin and the Chipmunks, 6-4. QB Anti-Vaxxer, 5-5. Five and, five. and a long way back to I might have to trade at 2-8. and eight. So Steven looks like he could have it wrapped up, albeit three interdivisional games upcoming. It's going to be tight, this one. Donkey's Asses Division. I got this, I really do. Also juggernauting their way to 8-2. Second and third. Greensdale's human beings and unnecessary roughness are five and five each. Greensdale's have the game advantage over unnecessary roughness and thus keeping them out of the playoffs. And the Walking Dead, only two games back at three and seven, but will find it hard to get into a playoff spot. And finally, the suckiest bunch of sucks. Appears to be a two-way shootout. The mediocre football team of Kenneth Killers. Both six and four. Three games clear of a kick in the squibs. And the injured reserve both on three and seven. If the playoffs were to start today. Stephen and Ross take the first round buys. Dalvin and Chipmunks would play Kenneth Killers. Greensdale's human beings would take on the mediocre football team. That would mean the toilet bowl would have buys for the injured reserve and I've, I, I might have to trade. Kicking the squibs would take on unnecessary roughness in the first round. Beat out. As would QB Antifax and The Walking Dead. That's how we sit. Week 11, we're going to... Uh, we're going to talk about it in a little while, but first, it's our GOAT of the week. Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Okay, this week's GOAT of the week goes to Michael Green and his Greensdale's human beings. Landing a big win in a tough matchup, putting up the t week's top score once more. And his third time as the GOAT. Yeah, it's uh, just been another good steady week from Green. I mean, steady, real steady scoring. Uh, we've seen that a lot from him over the over the course of this year. And uh, he's just got another one. Um, he uh, 
put up the biggest score this week. Had the biggest scoring opponent. Uh, it's a big win for him, and uh, keeps him right there in the mix. Keeps him right there in the mix. Indeed, it does. Which moves us on to the scrote of the week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Scrote of the week was a, a, a reasonably difficult decision. Three teams under 100 points, including myself, including Owen, and including Park. As we look down through the teams, we're going to give it to Park this week on the basis that he refuses to play one of the league's top wide receivers, C.D. Lamb. Refused to play him this week when he brought in more than 30 fantasy points riding the pines. Yeah, uh, as you said, uh, close uh, this week as to who was going to get it. But, I mean, when really, just when you look at the benches in particular, I mean, C.D. Lamb still on the bench for, I, I think, at least three weeks, if not the fourth week running, riding the bench. Um, Princess P, where are you, pal? Where are you? It is a good question. It is a good question. Maybe he'll get a run this week as we look at the road ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. We head into week 11, the final week of outer divisional matchups before we head into weeks 12, 13 and 14 to finish out the regular season all interdivisional showdowns. So our matchups this week, my unnecessary roughness does indeed play. Porik's I might have to trade. Porik, I am happy for you to continue to sit CD Lamb. Knock yourself out. The 3 and 7 injured reserve take on a 3 and 7 walking dead which could have toilet bowl implications. A big match up there scheduled to be close. A juicy one. Top of the table matchup. 8 and 2 that's so Ravens. Finally face down the 8 and 2. I've got this I really do. Who's going to be the juggernaut of all juggernauts? Another two absolutely crucial matchups in the playoff picture. The six and four mediocre football team take on a five and five Greensdale's human beings. And a six and four Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on a six and four Kenneth Killers. Juicy stuff. A pivotal point. And finally. The showdown we've all been waiting for this season. <laughs> it is. The 3-7 and seven kicking the squibs. Take on the 5-5 five and five QB anti-vax. Owen showing down with Ben. Ben was good enough to get in contact with us this week. Hitting us up on our email address. Ballsdeepdynastypodcast at gmail.com Sent us a rather articulate email a message from Ben deep in his heart to own into his face 
This should be good. Own sucks. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Thank you, Ben, for hitting us up on the email. Super creative, Ben. Super creative. I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, some tasty matchups this week. Um, obviously, uh, that Stephen and Ross matchup is going to be uh, a juggernaut. Also, it's the week. Uh, Rams are on by no cup Stafford match for uh, uh, Stephen, and he's going up against Ross in what could be the tabletop or cider. You know, um, that one Ooh. seed is up for grabs potentially this week, and he's without his dynamic duo that's helped him get to eight and two. Um, yeah, and uh, the other big one, uh, Dalvin Chipmucks and uh, Kenneth Killers. That's a, a big game, along with a mediocre football team in Greensdale. Um, big, big playoff implications in those games. Um, and obviously, I'm looking forward to playing Ben. Which there should be a bit of crack about, and yeah, he's. I think he's got the better team at the moment, so I'm up against it. But I think I am. You know, it'll be close. Hopefully. Indeed, indeed it will. Alright, let's have a look at the redraft. If you're not first, you're last. If you ain't first, you're last. Week 10. So, my unnecessary roughness. Absolutely. Lay down some unnecessary roughness on the hot chub time machine. They came into this game 1-8 and eight and got blown out by almost 70 points. So my team dominated to a week's, easily the week's top score of 190.32 points. I moved 6-4 and four, hot chub, now 1-9. and nine. Mr. Meekseeks and the Destroyers take a big victory. Over Dalvin and the Chipmunks Aina's side going down. Now 3-7 and seven in both leagues. It has not been a good season for Mr. Costello. Greensdale doing better in this side. 6-4. and four. Kicking the squibs. Took on Staffs the way I like and this one was close. But a 9 point victory for Staffs the way you like it moves them to 7-3. and three. The suckiest bunch of sucks. Four and six. Dak to the future. Got to an even five and five with a big victory over the high-flying fantasy football team. Bringing them down to size and now finish the week six and four. Dak now five and five. And another big one. Kenneth Kidders did the double over Team's Ben. A low scoring affair, but gets the win. Moose is 7-3. Bends my ball, Zach Ertz. 5-5. Five and five. A look at the table. Staff's the way you like it. Kenneth Killers out in front. 7-3 and three apiece. Followed closely by the fantasy football team. Mr. Meek seeks and destroyers and unnecessary roughness. All 6-4. and four. Deck to the future, my ball, Zach Ertz. 5-5. Five and five. Suckiest bunch of sucks, 4 and 6. Dalvin and Chipmunks, 3 and 7. And last place, holding it all on. Two games adrift, the Hot Chub Time Machine. If the playoffs were to start today, 
Can us killers and stats the way you like it get first round buys? Mr. Meek seeks and the destroyers would take on unnecessary roughness. And the fantasy football team would take on deck to the future. Meaning a shootout for the toilet bowl. Between the hot chub time machine, my balls are hurts, devil and the chipmunks and the suckiest bunch of sucks. Yeah, a couple of weeks suck. couple of weeks left uh, to play here uh, all to play for in this league really. Um lots of people still in the mix. Still uh available to get that buy even. Um uh, it's tightly contested this one. I uh, as it is really tight. Yeah, as you alluded to, normal service resumed for the Sucky's Bunch of Sucks. We uh, pick up another L. Um good week for you. And yeah, nice little double for Kieran. Ben's not going to be liking yeah. that one. He is not. Double in your face. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, well, yes. week 11. Week 11 sees the Burn Boys throw down. Unnecessary roughness. Take on Suckiest Bunch of Sucks. Anus Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on the fantasy football team. Dak to the future. 5-5 five and five take on my Balzac Ertz 5-5. Five and five. Those two on the cusp, either side of the playoff, last playoff uh, spot, battling it out. Seven and three, Kenneth Killers take on the seven and three, Staff's the way I like it. Top of the table matchup. Ross, in two top of the table matchups this weekend. And the hot chub time machine looking to get victory number two after eight losses in a row. They take on Mr. Meeksyks and the Destroyers. Yeah, some important uh, playoff implication games here, especially that uh, Deck to the Future and My Balls Eckerts. That's a, a big game in the playoff picture. Um, can uh, A&S team, Dalvin and Chipmunks, stop the fantasy football team and their playoff hopes? And, you know, you're going to need to get a win against me. Uh, hasn't been uh, difficult to do that in recent weeks, so best of luck to you. <laughs> Fingers crossed, my brother. All right, that brings us to the end of the week 10 rundown. Once more, please hit us up on ballsdeepdynastypodcast at gmail.com with more articulate emails. And we will read them out live on the podcast. Expre- expand Looking forward your to horizons. week 11. Indeed. Week 11. Big matchups in the NFL, big matchups in the Balls Deep Dynasty, big matchups in the If You're Not First Your Last redraft. It is all still to play for. Playoff places, toilet bowl places, all still available. Set those lineups. Start those CD lambs. <laughs> and we'll look forward to talking to you after week 11. Yeah, enjoy uh, another great week of games, and yeah, I think it uh, can't be summed up better than start those CD lands. Indeed, indeed. All right, talk to you next week. Adios. Bye.